Hello, I'm Sonic. I listened to that. That was hilarious. It's so funny. I've so never much. heard of that game that you um that you put for. What was that one like Sonic uh, Space Invaders or whatever? Sonic, oh, Sonic Cosmic. 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 Well, okay. It's honestly like if you knew about that game, I would have been all like, hmm, because that game's like kind of yeah. one of the most obscure, I would say, of Sonic games. It's like a, it's not really much of a game. It's more like a kids' ride. Wait, should we be saving this? <laughs> we probably should be. We probably because should be. I don't know what Yuji Knock is up to right now. Welcome to Super Peel Out, the podcast where head trolls go fast and the cannon doesn't matter. That's right, the cannon is like the uh, audition instructions for Sega Sonic Cosmo Fighter. Oh, I see. Is that that's obviously one of the things we're going to talk about today, isn't it? I'm all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm every, GT Duck Man. Every time we mess this up, every time. <laughs> no, let's just keep it going. Keep it going. Who Who are you? I'm I'm JT Duckman. Who are you? I'm waiting. I'm I'm turn based strategy today. Ah, uh, okay. I'm gonna jump in. I'm not on Twitch, and I I'm on Twitch sometimes. Very cool. And today we are. What, what are we talking? We're talking about some some Sonic news, maybe yeah, other things. The most obscure Sonic. Game. Yeah. There's actually there's actually um something about this that I do want to ask you two and I'm probably there's like a fifty fifty chance um you people will even know what I'm talking about. Uh let me make sure. That's exciting. Because this is a thing in Australia. Did either of you ever live near Sydney? No. No? <laughs> Both of us know. I'm on the other Damn side it. of the country. <laughs> Damn it. That's all I'm saying. 50, you're either close to it or not. I'm a thousand kilometers to the north of Sydney. Damn it. Um, Because this ties in with the fact that there used to be a Sega-themed indoor high-tech amusement park in Sydney. Ooh. Yes. Um, it was called Sega World Sydney, and there is a lot of Sonic stuff that happened there, actually. it's That's amazing. Um, I feel I should have known about that. I obviously don't, but that's very cool. It was opened in 1997, mm-hmm. and it closed in 2000. You know what? I feel I might have heard about that from, like, uh, like uh, I used to collect, like, the gaming magazines and stuff. Yeah. Um, I might have heard about it through that. Yeah, okay. Um, they had a bunch of like Sega arcade stuff and like roller coasters because a theme park and all this other stuff. But um, what's interesting about it is the fact that yeah, there's a lot of Sonic related content that's kind of rare or lost from right. this amusement park. Um. Most notably, there was like a Sonic Go. I don't know if it was like like a musical. I don't know if people were like dressing up as Sonic, but it was it was described as a one and a half hour 
live show called Sonic Live in Sydney. Um, and... I can't even imagine what that would be like. Like, just would it be like a bunch of guys running around in costume? I don't really know. It seems like it was just looking at the wiki. Um, it was a. It's like a. Uh, okay. So it's the like plot, Phantom of the Opera, but the main character's a hedgehog. Sonic. No, apparently the plot has to do with um, it being a between story. It's supposed to take place between Sonic 2 and Sonic 3. Wow. And the plot is instead of landing in, instead of crash landing in Angel Island, the uh-huh. Death Egg from Robotnik crash lands in Australia. And, uh... Robotnik tries to uh, take over Sydney, and Sonic and Sonic, Tails, and Princess Sally all band together to stop him from his tyranny of Australia. Okay, so this is different from the other Sonic stage show that had Metal Sonic in it. Oh wow! Maybe, There's prob- multiple. Probably. Um. Yeah, and so this this live show. Uh, is completely... I mean, it's not completely. It's mostly lost media right now, actually. Mm. Because no one has recorded it. There's no video or... There's no video or photo evidence of the show having existed. The only thing that proves its existence is they sold CDs with the music of it at the place. So you can listen to the music from the live show, but you can't see what the show actually was or what it even looked like. Wow, that's very, very obscure. And Aussie-related, surprising. Yeah, I know. I feel Um, like at that time, if you were a kid, anything that had, like, Sonic's face on it, as obscure as it would be, and, like, potentially not entertaining, like, I would have bought it. And told myself that I enjoyed it. (laughs) Why Robotnik's teeth on this album art? (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, okay. They they went for a different direction there. Beaver Robotnik. Interesting. Beaver Robotnik. Robivnik. And that uh, is what the C D? The the Yeah, the wow, CD, okay. Yeah. Sonic in Sydney. Oh my god. And apparently they did stop that particular show, and they had a second show that succeeded it, but this one was a puppet show. Oh, it's a remake, but it's a puppet show. The budget and... went down a little bit, obviously. Yeah, and the puppet Puppets show are cheaper version... than real people. Yeah, the puppet show version has there are pictures of it existing. Yeah, I put them in the show notes. It looks uh low budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the the main reason why I bring this up, not only because Australia-related, is because in the arcade, they had very, very rare versions of Sonic arcade machines, one of which being an English version of Sega Sonic Cosmo Fighter. Ah, the transition. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, it was, where was the arcade machine again? The where was it? It was yeah. at the Sega World Sydney was uh, where the where you found this particular arcade machine. 
so I guess to give context for for Norm, um, Sega Sonic Cosmo Fighter and its sister game, I guess, Waku Waku Sonic Patrol Car, are two Japanese. It's really a stretch to call them games, but you know, like when you go, I, I don't know if this, I don't know if this will relate, but you know those little like plastic mechanical horses, you know that you would, that you could like put a quarter in and it would like move around for like twenty seconds or so, and it's like a kitty ride. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Imagine that, but instead of it being like a horse or something, or it's just like either a car or a spaceship, and they just kind of strapped a video game in there, and that's kind of what it, what 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 it was. Let me show you what the uh, the cabinet actually looked like, or the thing. Uh, see, growing up, we we had this uh, big franchise which still exists called Time Zone, and I feel mm-hmm. I could definitely potentially have come across one of these obscure games because there's so many that I remember in my mind and then I've never been able to like find it ever again. Um, there was just so much stuff out there. Yeah, Time yeah. is an uh, arcade franchise here in Australia. But I don't think they really have anything obscure that I've seen, but that's what I've never really been. Not anymore, yeah. Um, so, uh... like, that that's a big... <laughs> do-nothing capsule that you can play in. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's supposed to, like, move around the, uh... Oh, the move, that might be worth it, yeah, awesome. Well, it's like, I'm sure it probably is a lot smaller than what it actually looks like on the pictures, because, I mean, it's meant for, like, really little kids. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... These games mostly were released in Japan and in that in that region obviously uh, Sonic was speaking Japanese like they had voice clips. I think it's one of the first times we actually hear Sonic like say words um because these are these are actually pretty early I believe like Yeah, what I was thinking when I was listening to it I was like that is like when you don't know what Sonic should sound like yet. Yeah. Right? What's your impression of it? Can I hear it again? How do, what is? <laughs> I need I need to hear it again before I can before I can mimic it. In my memory, like I watched it earlier today, it was like, "Hey guys, it's me, Sonic. Welcome to Sonic Cosmic Fighter. This is definitely the voice I'm gonna hold over the '90s and into the future." So like it was just a radio announcer or something really weird. Yeah, he he just kind of sounds to me like Buzz Lightyear or like. Like some cartoon superhero. Yeah, I compared it to Flash Gordon because it's this very melodramatic, deep voice, yeah. like hero character. Well, I guess Captain Planet even. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we all want to know why they decided to pick that as the voice of Sonic. I want to know who that voice is, like, because the only the only English versions of these machines were in. Sega World Sydney, so, like, did they intend to release the entire, like, arcade thing more globally? Or was it just, like, some intern at Sega Australia who was just like, I can do a voice 
in yeah, the good call. Cool. But obviously that's an American accent, right? So obviously they were like, okay, it's not going to be Aussie like, yeah, g'day, mate, it's me, Sonic, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> I, would, I would love to hear Aussie Sonic. <laughs> you can tell you, you tell that. <laughs> g'day, mate, do you like to go fast? I'm so fast, it'll leave your head spinning, mate. Something like that. So one person, I believe actually they found the English version of Sega Sonic Cosmo Fighter. Uh, they found it. What, yeah, what do you mean they found ago. it? So like the arcade board or something? That's so cool. No, they found like the straight up home machine in, you know, I'll, wow. I'll, post, I'll post for context. Um, this was like two years ago. They found a uh, machine still working. And it even has like the Sega World Sydney like, sticker uh, on the uh, inside. So that's where it was. And so, well, the game has been found a couple years ago. Oh, just recently, they took all of the... Uh, they they took the ROM data and they dumped it. Like today. And that's where... Yeah, and that's where they found the English voices in their, in their full compressed glory and... You know, I wanted to say something about the game when I was watching it. It looks like for a game, if it was just for this one, like, Sega World show, or if it was a temporary thing, you know that the, like, the people that worked on it probably poured their heart and soul into it, and it just, it's the most obscure thing of all time. Because, like, if you look at it, it looks graphically competent. And, like, it's nice looking, do you know what I mean? So, obviously, like, yeah. quite a bit of effort was put into it at the time. Yeah. Um, I believe the machine saw a bigger run in Japan to the point where, I mean, I don't think you could find one now. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to. But I have seen it um, in the background of certain Japanese arcade trips in the, like, oh, really? 2000s. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's the most obscure, but I'm sure it's like it's, like, 30 years old by now. So I doubt... There would be that many of them still working nowadays, but like I think in Japan there were there were more of them versus the only English ones being in Sydney. Right. Um, and if you want to play the game nowadays without having to potentially fly to Japan and find a arcade that might have it, it probably wouldn't even be an arcade. It'd probably be like the roof of a mall that hadn't changed yeah. their like attractions in the past twenty years. And that's no, I know what you're talking about, it. because, like, that's kind of how I first came across Sonic Fighters. Um, in the basement level of Jupiter's, Jupiter's Casino on the Gold Coast was where I saw Sonic Fighters. And, like, completely empty. Daytona was the only other machine in the, you know, Daytona is always going to be there. And, um, yeah, just like, oh, my God, what is this? Sonic Fighters. And it was, like, the wildest thing. So um, even though none of my parents gambled, we went there for, like, the food. Um, at least that's what my dad told me. Uh, we, I always just wanted to go back and and see Sonic Fighters, but yeah, those games are always in the most like obscure place ever, right? That reminds yeah. me when I went to a ski resort in Melbourne, and uh, inside the uh, eating hall or whatever, or the bar or whatever, there was like an arcade cabinet of Die Hard, and just like me and my brother game, yeah. had to finish Die Hard, and we kept like. <laughs> Fleecing cash out of our parents to finish <laughs> Die Hard. It was a ridiculous amount of money, but they were just smoozing it away on drinks. <laughs> I remember that game. That's so funny you bring that up. 
Yeah, it just seems to be like an obscure classic. <laughs> awesome. Die Hard is like, oh yeah, okay, I'll play that. <laughs> which which Die Hard is it actually? Because I'm thinking, I think it's the one that isn't. It, it's not really a Die Hard game. It just uses the name. It's completely <laughs> non-canon. Yeah, but like, like what type of game was it? Okay. Yeah, the, the, uh, I'm trying to remember the format. What do you, how would you describe it? See, I remember... I could be wrong. I remember it kind of being like um, Virtua Cop. Yeah, with a two-player third-person shooter. Oh, okay. Because I think there's, there's, there's multiple arcade games, I think, called Die Hard. So I was like, which one? The one that I... Why I remember Die Hard? Because they, they used to have these, like... Um, like, these cutscenes. Like, uh, what, what are they called? Like, you have to press the button at the right time. Um... Quick time events. Yeah, quick time. So it had quick time events, and that's what I remember. Like you got to like duck under something as as Mr. Bruce Willis is running and stuff. Um, it was pretty iconic to me, I guess, for an arcade game. Wait, Hogast is describing one Die Hard game, and Norm is describing the other Die Hard game. Um, oh no. two Games. Yeah, there's two games called Die Hard. One of them is like a beat 'em up by Sega. And that's the one with the quick time event, and then the other one's like a a rail shooter. Oh, like so I'm I'm thinking of the beat 'em up, am I? I I think so. Yeah. Okay, hang on. I, that I, game I that game's I awesome. I can't find anything about this stupid game. I keep coming up with the results for the Sega game called Die Hard Arcade. Yeah, that's 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 the beat 'em up I'm talking about. I think you're um, right. So I'm yeah. thinking about that one. I, no, that game's awesome. But, uh, you can, back, kind of looping back to Sega Sonic Cosmo Fighter, you can um, yes. play... I was looking at the story for it, actually, and, oh, really? funny, um, <laughs> Robotnik moved his operations to space, to, uh, because he's now after space-faring animals, um, which really means he's, he obviously was running out of options there, and maybe, you know, he's not the best scientist, he doesn't know not a lot of animals in space nowadays. Maybe he wants aliens. It was the that would be something. <laughs> so there are flickies in this game. What? Yeah, I mean it's it came out. When did it come? Nineteen ninety three is one exactly. So when when is three D Blast then? Is that is that the year after? Three D Blast is uh, I want to say ninety six, ninety five. So. 3D Blast, they're from, like, Sonic 1, and then there were these Flicky spin-offs. Uh, yeah, there is... Flicky actually has his own game that predates Sonic. Oh, there you go. More yeah. with, I think this is just a compilation of the most obscure thing we can possibly fathom. That's good. I don't think Flicky is the most... I could talk forever about Flicky. I love that game. I I on Mega Collection, so I copied that. It was. Yeah. Um, Flicky, I've played... So much goddamn flicky. I can pretty much beat it in one continue, which you can't really do with a lot of arcade, like old arcade games. No, I love flicky. And um, it's like, uh, do you think it's canon? <laughs> like the Cosmic Fighter? Oh, uh, so it's like, I mean, yes, yes, it is. You want it to be? <laughs> it, no, it is. Um, you can play uh, Sega Sonic Cosmo Fighter through MAME. You can emulate it. Yeah, it's going to be included in the next release, which will probably be out by the time we uh, release this. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I've played the Japanese version. I haven't played the English version because it just dropped, like, recently. And from what I saw, the Japanese voice actor is, like, not totally weird and character, right? It's it's pretty pretty much what you would expect from, like, a uh, voice of mascot character, like, Japanese mascot character voice. And, I mean, the whole game is, like, 20 minutes, if that. Actually, it's probably less than 20 minutes. It's, like, 5 minutes. Like, it's ridiculously short because it's just supposed to be a little ride. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, it's... So, I've played both Sega Sonic Cosmo Fighter and the Waku Waku Sonic Patrol Car, which is just the same thing except police car-themed instead of spaceship-themed. Waku Waku yeah. up, like, three different times on the podcast. Like, maybe we, just, because... we just need to have a whole episode on it. I don't think I have played it because back when I had heard about it, it wasn't emulatable. Uh, yeah. Now, so. I wonder if there's an English version of Waku Waku Sonic Patrol Car that just Apparently hasn't been there found. There is one, but it was never exported. Really? Yeah. Sonic Retro says that uh, the game was released in both Japanese and English, but the English version was not exported. I'd like to use in areas where there are a large number of English-speaking tourists. Huh. Well, is the has the English version been dumped yet? Maybe. I don't know. Huh. Because I don't know what English Sonic sounds like in that. Or maybe it just has English text and the voices are the same. This is very exciting. It's the first time that I've seen this. <laughs> so looking at it, I'm like, what am I looking at right now? It's, no, it's, it's, I mean, I think it's funny because, like, why is Sonic a police officer? You know? You know, like, you, isn't it funny how, like, 90s mascots, it was, they they could just be everything, you know? Like, think about, like, all the obscure, like, not just with Sonic, but, like, think about, like, Mario's missing, Mario's paint. Like, you could just slap the mascot on it, and that's what, obviously, Waku Waku Sonic Patrol Car feels like. Yeah. Like, do you think like some of these games were supposed to be something else, and they're like, "Hey, we have the license to use Sonic." Well, boys, Maybe. let's let's start printing money. Let's go. Wait, Waku Waku Sonic Patrol Car doesn't even have. It's not even called Waku Waku Sonic Patrol Car in the game. Nope. The actual game's title screen says "Harinezumi Sonic no Omawari San." Huh. Oh, I see. So it's in Japanese. Yeah. Well, something might be different. But, uh, <laughs> there's no Waku Waku. <laughs> it's just yeah. Sonic Hedgehog the uh, policeman. That's so strange. Do you think Sonic is like arresting people for speeding? Wouldn't that be ironic? Oh, what a hypocrite! I don't even know. What, what, know? Police car. what? What if you could run sixty kilometers per an hour? Would you? Should there be like running speeding tickets? I mean, probably it's like because it's it's because it's dangerous, right? That's why speeding tickets exist. You don't want to you don't want to go too fast because you could hurt someone. Right? Where do we draw the line about people moving on their own accord at sixty kilometers per an hour? I mean, in a public space, probably you would need to make a human speeding ticket. These are the issues that Sonic has to deal with on a daily basis, and I'm glad we bring them up. So, I was not expecting to, to like. Think about that topic tonight. <laughs> so we haven't talked about all the games we wanted to yet, but I just thought I'd mention this one that yes. I found on Sonic Retro. Uh, it's a slot what? machine. 
And the heck I is this? I just love the slogan that says, live fast, play hard, die happy. Yo! Edgy. What's the name of that one? Sonic the, Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog app game. That's it's very weird. Like how the, that's like how the Japanese boxes of Sonic games just have random, like, inspirational text on them. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's very Japanese. You know what I'm talking about, right? Whole guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those bootleg t-shirts. Is it like your your spirit never quench the flame? Something like that? Oh, no, no, no. no. It's like a whole, like, paragraph. Wait. Wait. Yo, 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 yo. Uh, let me just Sonic box. Sonic. You don't think you'd have the world born to die copy pasta, are you? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like on the actual Sonic like Mega Drive Japanese box arts. There's like random, um, like inspirational quotes here. Like here, here. This is the this is the box art for Sonic One in Japan. Um, and at the bottom, if it if it actually loads, at the bottom it literally just says, "Don't just sit there and waste your precious time. When you want to do something, do it right away. Do it when you can. It's the only way to live a life without regret." Oh, I remember this. Yes. And it's like, thanks, Sonic. That is surprisingly good English as well. Yeah, and then Sonic Two's. Oh, Sonic Two has the same one. What is Sonic? I know Sonic and Knuckles. Has, yeah, it says, Sonic races through the green fields. The sun races through a blue sky filled with white clouds. The ways of his heart are much like the sun. Sonic runs and rests. The sun <laughs> rises and sets. Don't give up on the sun. Don't make the sun laugh at you. Ah. I don't know about you guys, but I was about ready to give up on the sun, but that's, that's changed yeah. my mind right around. I might and give it a I second think, chance. I think Sonic CD also has its own weird, wacky... So is that a uh, Japanese thing, or specifically, like, a Sonic thing? I have no earthly idea, but it's very charming. Sounds like it should be a song. Don't give up on the sun. Don't make the sun laugh at you. Yeah, like Sonic R or something. Alright, alright, alright. I found a good rip of uh, Sonic CD. Sonic CDs says, To live a life of power, you must have faith that what you believe is right, even if others tell you you're wrong. The first thing you must do to live a life of power is to find courage. You must be ready to reach beyond the boundaries of time itself. And to do that, all you need is the will to take that first step. I think I've discovered my new morning mantra that I'm going to tell myself in the mirror every morning. Very good. Just look at your copy of Sonic CD. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, absolutely. Great box uh, art, by the way. Oh, yeah, no, that box art's fantastic. I love the Japanese Sonic box arts with their, like, weird, colorful geometry everywhere. It's very iconic. It just pops, you know? Yeah, it's got that kind of jazz art feel to it. Yeah! You don't really see that style a lot, but I think it came back a little bit in Sonic Adventure promo. It did. I know they they did a little bit of an homage to it with like Sonic Mania. Mm. 
But yeah, no, Sonic's Japanese box arts are all very, very colorful and stylish, much like the character himself. So it seems like if you look at um, Cosmo Fighter, yeah. It seems like it has the most gameplay of all of these kinds of games, but there's also Sonic Popcorn Shop. Oh, are we? Are we? Are we? Are we going there? I thought you wanted to cover it, but it's just. I a did want to dispense. Uh, I uh, I I was thinking this whole time about how I was trying to segue into it, but yes, I I, I consider Waku Waku and Sega Sonic Cosmo Fighter as like two parts of a trilogy of, like, weird, obscure, ancient Sonic arcade games that are pretty much, like, forever lost. And the third of that trilogy is Sega Sonic. The art's really nice. You know? For, for like, the boxes? No, no, just, like, the art in general, like, looking at the animation and everything. Like, it's not like, you know, like, some... Some like offbeat Sonic games, like oh, it looks weird in this one, but this looks like it's like dead on for like your average uh, like official Sega Sonic. You know, like think about like other stuff, like think about like Sonic as a like when he shows up at like as a mascot or something, a big guy in a suit, and there's something weird like in the color and stuff, or like you know one of the colors are wrong and one of his eyes or something but like this looks like it's it's dead on with like early 90s sonic it doesn't look like a cheap boot, bootleg at all it, like I, i'm surprised by the art quality of this i do wonder who made it like obviously it was made by sega but like which team at sega worked on it i wonder if it actually had anything related to the original sonic devs it looks kind of similar like vaguely similar to the uh tales Secret art in Sonic CD. Oh, do you think? I mean, the artist for that is on Twitter. We could just ask them. Oh, I mean, I don't think it's the same artist, but it's just that the image of Tails reminds me of uh, that art. Maybe. Um, but yeah. So, Sega Sonic Popcorn Shop is also a arcade. Can we really call it an arcade machine? It's kind of a stretch. It's it's a popcorn dispenser, uh, and you can you can emulate this on Mame too, which I think is really funny. Wow! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, here's here is a picture of the the popcorn, uh, the popcorn. Well, it's got a menu, and you what you can choose from three flavors. <laughs> yeah, there are three flavors, and those flavors I believe. Are, um, I think, yeah, butter, salt, or chili. Is this the uh, the first occurrence of chili? It, it actually might be. Um, and it it I mean it came out in 1993 as well. So depending on whether or not it predates. Adventure Sonic the Hedgehog, then yeah, it would be the first instance of chili in in Sonic. Maybe that's where they got the chili dog idea from. It looks like there was also an Anpan Man popcorn machine. Or maybe not I, I popcorn, wouldn't be like surprised. Some... Oh yeah, it is popcorn, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this is just like a, a part of a chain of Sega branded popcorn dispensers. I tell you what, as a kid, 
I definitely would have said, I want some Sonic popcorn, mum. Give me that Sonic popcorn. It must taste radical. I've always I wondered what it tastes yeah. like. Because, like, obviously, there's no way to properly get the Sega Sonic Popcorn Shop experience. Like, you can emulate it, but it's just going to error because it's not connected to a popcorn maker. And even if it was, even if you could get that, it's still not the same popcorn maker, you know, as the actual machine. I've heard, I read comments of people who are have been um, lucky enough to have been in the right place in the right time of a functional Sega Sonic popcorn shop. And according to the reports, a.k.a. YouTube comments, um, the popcorn apparently tasted horrible. <laughs> oh, God. It's sitting in a machine all day, yeah. Um, it apparently is just, like, the nastiest, like, gross machine popcorn. But, you know, if I had the chance... I would eat it. I would. I would sacrifice my a few years of your life. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's one guy out there. There's some guy that is some obscure obscure collector, and you know that he's got his hands on this, and he's just Probably. like, I've got the last one in the world. Well, JT, you previously said you would eat the Sonic curry, so I don't think there's a bar for you. I I'm I don't know if I would actually eat the Sonic curry. Wait, have I? Did I actually say that? I don't remember, to be honest. <laughs> I would eat the Sonic popcorn, but the Sonic curry, I've seen what that does to a man. I don't, I don't know if I'm willing... I don't know if I'm willing to take a sacrifice that large. But yeah, I don't remember whether you said you wanted to eat it or not. I would eat the Sonic popcorn, because, like... It's like... It's like taking a once-in-a-lifetime bullet, you know? Yeah, it's you'd it's be, be uh, running at sonic speed to the toilet. That's for sure. Yeah, you'll have a different type of runs if you know what I mean. Gotta go fast. He gave you the toilet. Apparently, eating the sonic curry affects your uh, output. Yes, let's. Uh, yes. Uh, in color. That's just not Makes right. That's just not right. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, um. Can we discuss Sega Sonic Bros here? I was. Yeah. Oh my god! I have that loaded up. I was gonna bring that up to. Okay, this is the. This is just the obscure Sonic arcade games episode now. Oh yeah. Um. That I believe was found pretty recently, wasn't it? A year ago? Let's have a look. Uh, it doesn't... Oh, yes. Uh, leaked onto the internet in late 2018. Support in yeah. game 2021. Yeah. I remember this uses... Yeah, it uses Sega System C hardware. Which... If I'm not entirely mistaken is closely based off of Mega Drive hardware, because I do remember I've played Sega Sonic Bros. on my actual Mega Drive, because the hardware's so close, they could just port it, and it will work. And, I mean, it's a puzzle game. It's definitely the most game out of all of the Sonic games we've really been talking about, because the other two are kind of like amusement attractions, and then one of them is a popcorn machine. Yeah, I feel like... Uh, Sega Sonic Bros. 
not only has more gameplay than even <laughs> Cosmo Fighter, but it's more well known because it's just like, ooh, this lost Sonic game that was never released, like uh, uh, Sonic Crackers or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was going to come out in 1992, so that would have made it predate the other Sonic games that we've talked about. I mean, it is interesting because it just has, like, three Sonics, you know, like, different colors. I mean, yeah, I guess it's before they thought of the other characters, but their colors look similar to, like, Tails and Knuckles or Mighty and Ray. Mm. So, obviously, like, the concept of using those three colors was always there, but... Um, do they have names, these brothers? No, probably not. Is it just Yellow Sonic and Red Sonic? Yellow Sonic and Red Sonic. Is this kind of like Sonic Eraser as well? The gameplay? It looks Kinda. Like- well, I don't think it... Re- I don't remember it playing like Sonic Eraser, but... It's... What was that Dr. Robotnik's, like, evil bean machine or whatever for the... Yeah. For the Mega Drive or Genesis? Mean bean machine. Mean, like yeah, mean, bean mean, mean Bean Machine is uh, Puyo Puyo, but just skinned to be Robotnik-based. And Puyo Puyo is a popular uh, game series that is still getting entries to this day. Uh, the Super Nintendo also had their own weird um, westernization of Puyo Puyo, but instead of it being Sonic-themed, it's Kirby-themed. It's called Kirby's Avalanche. Oh, I think I know about that one. Jeez, there were so many of these, weren't there? Like, these these little puzzle... Like, obviously, Tetris must have kicked off this whole fad. Um, because you remember there, there were so many like that. There was, like, also... Like, Dr. Mario, obviously, was a big one. But yeah. all of these, like, big 90s characters had some kind of, like, Tetris-esque puzzle game. Yeah. There's also, like... Uh... Like columns. How do you feel about? I think the that's tech- the what movie trailer? Oh, I, I that just popped up in my feed. I'm like, I'm not going to click on that. I refuse to click on that. Did you watch it, Hogarth? Oh my god! Is it like the story of Tetris? Like how the guy got like ripped off? Yeah. Well, it's not. It doesn't seem to be about Alexei Pajanov specifically. Like they could have made an entire movie about him. And his previous right. games, and his other attempts to make something beyond Tetris. But no, it's. it's I want to play his other not Tetris games. Yeah, I want to play Hatris. I want to play Faces Tris Three. It's a yeah. It's about uh like getting um Tetris to the West, and also being bundled with uh, the Game Boy. Yeah, right. Most sold game of all time, wasn't it? Or is it still, maybe? I don't think it is still. I think Minecraft. Minecraft, yeah. And The Sims. The Sims and Minecraft, I think. But it was for a time. The top-selling game. Well, I thought Sims was like the top-selling PC game of all time, not just blanket video game, no? Well, Minecraft isn't just on PC, though. Mm. No, no, I mean Sims. Tetris also isn't really like... Because there's a lot of different games called Tetris, but that, that doesn't mean they're all the same game. I don't know, I think it's weird. You mean like Tetris Attack and stuff? Like, it's all, I think they all need licensing from the, um, 
whoever owns the rights to yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah, but like they're all different Tetris games. But like saying that Tetris is was like one of the most selling video but games. By selling, like it's just out there because it's bundled everything. So I think that's also why it's in that category of um, yeah. But like, it's probably I don't think they sold that many like Game Boys. What I guess. What do you mean? I mean I mean, Game Boy, lot, isn't that like, but... wasn't that the, the hottest console, like, uh, in the the five-year span that it was, like, out there? Well, that was also because of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so it's specifically the EA version of Tetris. The mobile EA version of Tetris is the one that sold 100 million copies. Uh, no, I don't believe you. <laughs> Yeah, someone had their hands on Tetris, like, like way before the EA version. Game Boy Tetris sold, like, hotcakes. Game Boy Tetris sold 43 million copies. That's a lot in 85, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's a lot, but it's outsold, it's been outsold by a lot of stuff. Another thing Even at its Tetris. time, it was outsold by Mario Brothers. Another thing about Tetris, which may come up. Next time you play pub trivia, it was the first game to be played in space. Oh, really? Yeah, Let's one see. of the cosmonauts brought their game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess when you like put like all of the games together, it's got to be some crazy number. But um, that's really interesting. Some of the other ones on that uh, list like don't do surprise me, but like Minecraft, that's crazy, man. Okay. Um, kind of to go back to, I, I I have no, I was going to mention this when we were talking about Sega Sonic Bros, but we we derailed like three no, no, times. let's go back to Sega Sonic Bros. <laughs> but about that it. game, the, the only real like super noteworthy thing I remember of it is the music for that game is kind of weird because they pretty much reused uh, a lot of the songs from the game to, for other Sonic stuff. Um, or just Sega stuff in general. Uh, like, most notably, the, um, special stage music from Sonic 3. You know, like, the Blue Spheres theme. Oh, yeah. That was actually a song from Sega Sonic Bros. So, it's weird that it's like, huh, this is something that they reused from unused, like, content. Well, like, the uh, Sonic 3 prototype music came back for the PC port, and then again... That's true. And then, uh, there's also, I guess another example would be Sonic 4's boss theme is a unused boss theme from Sonic 3D Blast. Oh, cool. Yeah. And Sonic, I believe it was the Twinkle Park music from Sonic Adventure? was also going to be used as alternate special stage music in Sonic 3D Blast as well. So, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that Sega reused unused music in a later game, but, I don't know, that's interesting. I think I've got something that uh, might top the list today for uh, Sonic Obscurity, if you're ready. Go for it. Do you guys know about... Shadow Basketball. (laughs) Sonic Skateboard! (laughs) Is that technically a game you can play? 
I guess. No, I think someone's dumped it. Wait, no, hold up. That's funny. Hey, kids, do you like basketball? Yes. Do you like Shadow? Yes. We put them together on this obscure handheld. That came out from McDonald's in... Where was it? Pakistan. Like, yeah, Pakistan. Well, Pakistan, I mean, it, wow. came out, it came out worldwide. I had a couple of... I had a couple of them, yeah, they were from McDonald's. Oh, wow. I had I had Rogue and Amy Dennis um, <laughs> as a kid. But I did not. So have, just like, the ad was infamous. Is that why it's uh, yeah, that's interesting? Yeah, the particular ad. Yeah. Okay. Just, cool. It's funny because it's so low budget. I so just so you guys are on this one, I hated these little like mini games that existed in the early nineties. Like, I I don't even know what they're called. Like you know how like they play with like three different shades of black, and they're so hard to see when the sun's at your back. I hated all of those games so much. Like Mr. Game and Watch stuff. Yeah, despise it. Those are called they're called uh, LCD games. And I don't think you can play Sonic Skateboard but someone did ow, um, someone did port, you can play this on archive.org one of the Sonic LCD McDonald's games to Someone had a lot of time on their hands if you're porting a Sonic LCD game. Gold, damn. Yeah. I actually had this one as a kid, Sonic Speedway. I don't think this one was a uh, a Sonic Heroes one. This wasn't one from the uh, commercial, but I did have this one. These are the ones that I had. I also like a green one that had just one button and you push it to uh, make Sonic jump. <laughs> one button. Oh, like, kind of like um, like Mario Runner or something where you just, you've got the jump button and that's it. Yeah, but like 8,000 times more primitive. Great. Uh, let me see if I can get a picture of it. This is a very visual episode today. I can't believe that it always comes back to Sonic Skateboard. <laughs> Almost. Like, every episode yeah, this there's is... Hello there, and also Sonic <laughs> Skateboard. Like, <laughs> it's never... Yeah, I had, I had the green and blue one from this, this picture. Oh, there's um, Each of us can have, like, our, our own, like, objective to, to derail it and get it onto our favorite Sonic medium or whatever. I mean, as a kid, it was pretty cool, because you just go to McDonald's to get, like, a cheeseburger, and then you get a video game with it. Sometimes they had cool stuff, like, uh, I think it was the only way, one of the only ways to get the Matorans for Bionicle was having no toys. Was Sonic the first video game character to have a Happy Meal toy? Nah, it couldn't be. Because... There are... Let me see, wait. I'm looking this up. Because Sonic had Happy Meal toys for Sonic 3 in America. And those Happy Meal toys were the reason why they had to break up Sonic 3 into different parts. That's why they had to make Sonic and Knuckles, is because they, they couldn't delay the game because 
they had the Happy Meal deal. Oh, they had the, yeah, your lunch tie-ins. Okay. Yeah, they 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 made the deal with McDonald's that the game was going to be out when the Happy Meal toys were out, and it wasn't done yet, so they split it into two games, and that's why Sonic Three and Sonic Three and Knuckles or Sonic and Knuckles are separate games. Like that's like the big reason why is because of the Happy Meal deadline. Uh, Speaking think... of division, check out this transition. Speaking yes. of division, mathematical division. How about Sonic X? The Leapster game, educational game, released for the Leapster handheld game system. Wow, I'm completely forgotten about Leapster. But no, we, you're <laughs> wrong. The first Happy Meal tie-in for a video game is Super Mario 3. Ooh. And then, Damn it! And then McKids doesn't really count, but it's worth well, it count. as a... As a McDonald's video game. Kind of counts. I'll defend it. I'll play Devil's Advocate. <laughs> you don't have your McKids at McDonald's. <laughs> that would have been awesome. You have to go to McDonald's. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Good point. Um, yeah, so, like, educational learning game. Um, I hated these. Like, the, the one I hated was probably, like, Mario's Missing. God damn, I hated that. Yeah, well, edutainment's a very hard genre to do right, because the point of it is to teach kids without having them think that they're being taught something. And if you make it too blatant, then the whole thing falls apart. The only time they've successfully fooled me was Math Blaster, which was uh, in all of my uh, the elementary schools, the two elementary schools I went to. It was on all the PCs at the time. Math Blaster. I don't know if you guys know Math Blaster. No, that game's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I believe Oregon Trail also might as well count as a educational game as well. So, no, I think that Oregon Trail. You mean Oregon Trail, not the Oregon Trail, not not the zombie one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no Sonic Lex on Sonic Lex Sonic X on Leapster. Um, Sonic Lex. <laughs> Sonic. That's that's what we should short it, shorten it to. Sonic yeah, Lex. Very good. Um, I've never played it. It's one of the few Sonic games I've actually not, like, touched in, like, at all. But it does seem interesting. I'd love to play it, but I can't justify buying a Leapster for one game, you know? Sure. Mario had, uh, Mario Teacher's Typing, and Sonic had Sonic Schoolhouse. Yes, there's also Sonic Schoolhouse. That's another weird Sonic voice actor, um... Because Sonic Schoolhouse, you turn that game on and it just goes, I'm Sonic! Click on me for help! <laughs> That's a perfect imitation, wow. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, it sounds like he's the one that needs help on that one. But That's cool. Um, I mean, Sonic Schoolhouse. That's another game that we we definitely could never do a full episode on because there's just not a lot of content there. But it is... It is very interesting. It's a first-person, like, educational game, find-the-number type deal. It's super weird. I wouldn't say it's good, but it's weird. It's interesting. If you guys had to guess how many Sonic edutainment games are out there, well, what number would you come up with? Well, it has to be at least two, because there's honestly yeah. Sonic well, There must be way more than two. I've just I discovered one on the Digid. The D-I-D-J, I don't know how to pronounce is, that. 
isn't that just also Sonic X on the Leapster? No, it's just called Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, it's not. Yeah, I don't think this one is uh, math. This one. Oh, oh, it's kind of just a Sonic game. What? Okay. So, so the the it's it says here it's an educational video game, but mm-hmm. it looks like the gameplay is completely just standard Sonic. I'm trying to find out where's the entertainment here. Uh, where's the edutainment? Okay, so it seems like Sonic Dig is... Oh my god, that title screen is kind of cursed. Wait, wait, look at this. The title screen, it's like the it's like the Mega Drive game, but it uses the modern, like, the Sonic 06 logo? Right. Like, that's really cursed. That is extremely cursed. It's just uncomfortable to look at. In the, uh, the Comic Sans at the bottom really just, just completes the picture. It apparently is the sequel to Sonic X on Leapstar. But... I'm going to look up how many there are out there. Here we go. Educational games in the Sonic series. Oh, um... there's also the Sega Pico games. I totally forgot about those. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and... here's the list that comes up. You got Sonic's EduSoft, which was released well, that in... Didn't, um... that, didn't, that didn't come out. Unreleased, but developed in 1991. <laughs> Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog's Game World. Yeah, that's uh, the second Pico which, game. Yep, Sonic Pico. Uh, it's a I, picture I, book. I, I own that. It's not really like a picture book. Mm. I, I bought a Pico specifically for those two games, for the two Pico oh, games. Nice. How much of that set uh, you back? Uh, not as much. I bought a broken one and I fixed it. That's um, pretty nifty. Yeah. The, well, the audio is kind of still broken, but... It worked. I streamed. I streamed both the uh, Sega Pico Sonic games, as well nice. as there's a freaking there's a Cutie Honey game on the Sega Pico, which I just think is really funny because Cutie Honey isn't really like a IP I would associate with young children. So <laughs> that that goes hard. I I saw an eBay listing for that game, and I'm like, I've never seen this before. I'm buying it, and it was like like I don't say it was like thirty or forty bucks, but it was worth it. Um, but, yeah, so, Sonic's Game World and Tales of the Music Maker are the two Pico games. In the Pico, it's like, it's like a weird hybrid system where the hardware, like, the actual chipset inside is very similar to a Mega Drive. So, it's that kind of, like, visual style. Yeah, that's cool. um, you don't really play with a controller. The cartridge doubles as, like, a little book. And you flip the pages, and it will know what page you're on, and you can, like, tap the book. As well as there's, like, a little tablet at the bottom that you can use as, like, a cursor. There's, like, a pen. Oh, wow. That sounds like some tech that would have been very much ahead for its time. Uh, yeah, no, it's pretty interesting. And so Sonic Sonic Game World is a collection of, like, little mini-games uh, for kids. And they're pretty they're pretty standard stuff. Um, one in- interesting thing of note is there's a lot of regional differences between the U.S. and Japanese versions. Right. The Japanese version has a whole, like, set of pages that were cut from the U.S. version. And because those ones, the one of the pages was, like, Sonic goes to a casino. Because, like, the casino levels in Sonic games, you know? Yeah, right. And... The uh, the U.S. version, they were like, kids can't be gambling. 
Um, so they that's, replaced that's that how, page. That's how I got into gambling, to be honest. I mean, Thanks yeah. to Sonic. Um, so they replaced those two pages with a coloring book at the end, which is significantly more boring. <laughs> What's this, um, Tales Music Maker? Tales of the Music Maker is probably Do one like of the most... Like, uh, Mario Paint Music Maker or something? It, no, it is probably one of the most disappointing video games I had ever played. I actually have a little, not really a large personal story with that one in particular when it comes to the Sega Pico Sonic games, but, like, I had known about the Pico Sonic games for a really, really long time, um, kind of because, like, when I was a kid, I would look at the Sonic website in, in like, the early... Do you guys remember Sonic Central? Like, the website? Oh, yeah, Sonic yeah definitely. Okay. Um, I went on that website all the time as a kid, and they had a whole game archive of, like, like the list of every Sonic game released to that point. And I would just read and just be, like, an information sponge and just, like, look at and try to learn every Sonic game that came out before I, like, existed, right? And that's where I learned about, like, stuff like Knuckles Chaotix and stuff. And they mentioned the Pico games. And I was like, what the hell is a Tales in the Music Maker? Like, I was thinking, like, oh, is this going to be, like, a game where... It's kind of like when you hear, a, like, a game like Mario's Time Machine. And you're like, oh, yo, that could be cool. And I, I was like, oh, I was thinking of all the possible ideas. And I never saw anyone talk about it because it was, like, an educational game on the Pico. And no one had a Pico. So not really anyone, like, documented it on the internet. So, like, it just kind of existed for, like, years where I just knew about this game and I couldn't play it. And I eventually was like, screw it, I want to play this. So I bought the Pico and I bought Tales and the Music Maker. And um, it was really, really disappointing because it <laughs> it wasn't really like anything. It, it's, it's, it's it No, it like really is nothing. Like it's hard to say that the game is nothing, but like it was pretty like like Sonic Game World at least was like structured in that each page was like a different place Sonic goes to and it kind of culminates in the last page being like Robotnik and it's like kind of like like a story but Tales of the Music Maker it just was just these sporadic random interactive little things that do things when you click on them but nothing like coherent there's nothing substantial about it and I was just like man like, I can't imagine, like, using it in any purpose. Like, it's not really entertaining as a game. You can't trick people into learning anything because it's so, like, just nothing. It's just nothing. I think you just described every young kid's experience first time they booted up an education edutainment game. Well, I mean, I feel like at least with most educational games, you, like, at least know... Like, with, like, like I guess with, like, Mario's Time Machine. Like, the game's not good. But you can tell that it's at least trying to tell you to learn about history, right? Because it's just, like, forcing you to answer random historical questions in order to progress the game. So, like, it's not fun, but at least you can understand, like, okay, this is what it wants me to know. It's what it's trying to teach me. But Tales of the Music Maker, it doesn't tell you anything about music. It doesn't tell you anything about... any. It's so vaguely... um related to either tales or music that I just, I, it's so foreign. 
And I I even like downloaded the the instruction manual for the game to because the instruction manual has um, directions for parents, which I think is really funny because it's like look at the Sonic character and tell your kids about the meaning of the color blue or some like garbage like that. <laughs> and even with that, like trying to explain what the games were trying to teach, I still couldn't see it. It's just the most bizarre anomaly of a video game I've ever played, Tales of the Music Maker. Was, I'm glad yeah. I played it. Was Sonic Central the site with the bright blue, like the pale blue sidebar and the top and stuff? All of the Sonic games and the beta content, the hidden stuff. I don't know if it's talking about beta content, but it was blue. It was black and blue. It was very heavily flash-based. Like, there's tons of flash animation, like, everywhere. Um, like, that's how you navigated through the site. Okay, I'm going to a different website there that I spent, like, most of my <laughs> teen years on. And, uh, Sonic Central... I remember one thing I enjoyed about it a lot as a kid was it had a built-in music player, and they put, like... A lot of the music from, like, Sonic Heroes and, like, the vocal themes from, like, Sonic 06 and, like, Shadow the Hedgehog. And I I love that website. And you can't even visit it now because Flash is dead. And it makes me sad. Flash is dead. Think about Newgrounds yeah. and how much time I spent on that as a kid. Newgrounds? I mean, I spent... Yeah, well, plus, I believe Newgrounds, they spent, like, a lot of time converting all their Flash stuff to modern Whatchamadoodle. Or they have, like, a Flash emulator or something to archive all the content. Yeah, I saw that. Like, they've got a... uh, They, like, basically have to emulate the old files through a new type of player. It was was pretty interesting. Yeah. Hey, you remember Real Media Player? (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) Was there a fake Media Player? Uh, it, it, it like, I don't know, what was the, okay, so I remember this, the appeal of Real Media Player was like, it was so ahead the game in terms of compression, um, when everything had to be like really, really tiny, so it had mega, excellent compression for the time, but the, the, it would always come out like way too pixely and, and shitty quality in general, but it was like a, at the time, must have been like mid nineties, right? It was a miracle in compression for like sharing videos with people because the alternative oh gosh, you remember this, the QuickTime video player, no! right? Right? Which was the opposite side where like every video was like like it this is like a hundred meg for like a trailer or something. Um back in the nineties. It was like outrageous. So you, you basically were moving between those two players, depending on what you're after. Yeah, they were both terrible because it was it wasn't simple to use anything. Mm. Oh my god, real player! If had you never mentioned that, I it would be erased knowledge from my brain. But you've inserted that back, unfortunately, into my head. So I just remember that for some reason, a bunch of stuff would come in real media files, and it was just like a pain to play. Yeah, and that player was not that was a re- resource muncher as well. Um. I think the Pico games are probably, like, or everything. I think we've covered everything. I thought about Sonic Drift as the last one that I could remember in my head. Oh, Sonic Drift is, like, that's, like, 
If we're talking about how deep we can go into the obscurity pit, Summer yeah. Drift is pretty down there, but it's not nearly as down there as, like, the games we've talked about. Because, like, Sonic Drift has been on compilations and whatnot. Yeah, that was also a Mega Collection, wasn't it? It was in Mega Collection Plus in Sonic Adventure DX. And there was a demo for it in Sonic Gems Collection. Well, we were going to cover racing games at some point, so we'll talk about Sonic Drift then. I love racing games, and I love Sonic. I'm going to be there for that. Well, I would hope you guys know what every episode. <laughs> <laughs> you can never be too sure these days. We regret to inform you that JT has died. What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, just wondering if you guys know about since we're going into obscurity. Um, I've just shared uh, Sonic Bubble Bath bottles. Um, 1995, made by Avon, of all companies. And um, it came with a little plush toy on top, uh, a finger puppet. I mean, if we're going to go into, like, obscure merch, it would never end. <laughs> that, looks like they would be, that looks like something they would have sold at Sega World Sydney. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. Sally looks really awkward in that picture. <laughs> like, touch, touch up lady Sally. Like... It's not just me, right? You can see that too, yeah? Yeah, 100%. I think it's, I don't know what it is. It's like, it's in the shoulder width or something. There's something, and the, I don't know, the eyes, everything. It is a bit orca. Wait, they actually archived the, uh... Sonic Central, I'm sure it's on there somewhere. Whether you can actually look at anything on it is another thing. No, you can't actually see Sonic Central. I was... I was looking at Se- Se- I was looking at Sega World Sydney again. I remember and... the website. It was called Secrets of Sonic, or some shirt short, S O S E. It was called. Oh god, let me see if I can find this website. Because of course, oh. if you Google Secrets of Sonic, you're not gonna find this website. Secrets of Sonic There's... is quite possibly the first Sonic Secrets website. Oh, it's archived. It has a very small article on Retro. There is a Twitter account dedicated to just trying to preserve all things related to Sonic or Sega World Sydney. And I do remember oh I wanted to just see what the, the status of um the Sonic and Sally statues were. Apparently they've gotten worse. That's sad. Okay, it yeah, it was called Secrets of Sonic Team when it came back, but then someone put malware on the website for some reason. <laughs> That's horrible. All these kids getting malwared up by going Secrets of Sonic. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you what this looks like, this website. Uh, appa- you might still be able to go into it. Apparently the uh, malware has been rid of since 2011, but I don't know, man. Uh-huh. Secrets of it, it sounds yeah, scandalous. It's, it's still up, it's still up. This website I spent, like, so much of my teen years on. Like, just look at it. <laughs> 
Really? Obviously, someone's touched it up, like, for resolution and all this kind of stuff, but... Not really, because what is that? It's, still, it's still left alive. 2011 was the last thing on here. Wow. Not really, because it's still left alive. If you view it in full screen, like, the table, the main oh. table is left. My god, that website reeks of 90s. That's awesome. Oh my god, the Moogle cat. Oh! Oh, look at this sidebar. There's got Moogle Cabin and Sonic Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised, like, oh, there's only one broken image. This this uh, website has done very well to only have one broken image on the side. Uh, Matt, I could have just an entire episode about Sonic Vegemite because that is a deep cut of Sonic community that's just been banished from the internet. I don't know about this. Vegemite. Yeah. Did you say Sonic Vegemite? Sonic Vegemite. Okay, that's, that's something you... I'm, uh, you hate Vegemite, though, don't you? No, it's a website, Sonic Vegemite. No, but... Okay, it's not related to the Aussie snack spread Vegemite. No, but the founder is Australian, so... Oh, I see. He called it... Oh, I see what he did there. Okay. It reminds me of um, one of those Final Fantasy websites that you said, like, FF Fans or something. Well, there was um, Galbadia Hotel. Yeah, there was something like FF... Oh, man, I don't remember. Final Fantasy Zone, maybe? Maybe. Something like that. I was only yeah. really loosely connected to Final Fantasy for most of my life because I didn't have a PlayStation. Yeah. I still haven't played any Final Fantasies. I've played 10 and 14. Oh, wait, no. I played, I've played the first one. That's it. <laughs> and I've played little bits of, like, 4 and 6. Um. Yeah, I've been still looking at the uh, Sega World Sydney stuff. Um. There was a picture, there not, there's not a picture, but there was a statue there. Here's what the actual building looked like. Because um, it was a very nice, it's like a weird looking building. It's gone now, they demolished it a long time ago. So it, it doesn't exist anymore, but it had like this weird, like, uh, geometrical appearance. I have no idea where in Sydney this is. I've never been. But... Oh, that looks familiar, actually. I might have seen that at some point. But there is at one point of the uh, of the area, there is a statue of Sonic and Sally. And this is what it looked like like, in its time. Um, I can't believe no, it's oh, that's like pretty cool. Fan Twitter. What? I can't believe there's a Sega World Sydney fan Twitter. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, but the, the sad thing is about that statue is they found it, and it's in, like, horrible condition. Um, really? Oh, uh, yeah, they found it, and it's in, like, really bad condition. Wow, there are uh, movies and tweets. Sega World Sydney had a Sonic burger. There's no information about what was in the burger or what it looks like. A Sonic burger? Real hedgehogs were in that burger. You were eating Sonic. Tastes like chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of their most recent tweets, their other most recent tweets, is all of the statues. 
Diego. Yeah, it was, it's be, yeah, it's because the uh, the statues were found a couple years ago like that. Um, just in like really bad disrepair. And apparently there was like a movement. I remember there was a movement in between Sonic fans to restore the statue. And I don't think it actually ended up getting anywhere. And I think it's literally like rotted even more, which is really sad, to be honest. Because like, I don't know. Probably a lot of kids out there had a good time in front of that random statue. It fell on the internet syndrome where everyone wants something, but no one takes action. I think they tried to take action, but I think the person who owned the land that had the Sonic statue on it was like, nah, it wasn't worth the hassle to him. Wow, this Twitter is a gold mine. They've got videos, they've got pictures. Yeah, it definitely seems like if I was... I mean, I guess I theoretically could have seen it as an infant, but... If I was alive in the early 2000s, or not early, in the late 90s in Sydney, I definitely would have wanted to go. Especially so I could see the Lost Media Sonic musical or whatever the heck, the live show. I want to see Robotnik try to take over Sydney. Looking at, like, all these pictures, I feel I would have seen, like, some kind of promo for this on, like, one of those shows we talked about way earlier, like, Agro's kind of connection on Cheese TV, like, win, win a trip to Seeger World in Sydney or something like that. I feel like I might have seen that. Probably. On a more positive Sonic statue-related um, topic, there is a, a statue of Sonic snowboarding in Japan. Just this random... Random mis- no one, I don't, I don't even think, like, anyone knows where it came from. Uh. But, like, this is what it kind of looked like at this time. Like, there's just a random statue in, like, a forest in Japan of, like, I think it's, like, off a road. Um, of this Sonic statue. And, I think even Yuji Naka himself, like, took his kids to see the statue. Just cause, like, it's just a random Sonic statue in the middle of a forest. Or like on the like on the roadside of a forest in Japan, That's and cool. it was in pretty bad dis like disrepair. But just randomly, uh, one day, pretty recently, I feel like in the past couple of years, like some mad lad must have snuck into it overnight, and like he gave it a complete like touch up. Like that's what it looks like right now. Oh wow! Um, yeah, they pretty much like. Perfectly cleaned up, old Sonic. I just, uh, so, sorry. I've just posted a promotional image which contains Sonic, 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 oi, oi, oi. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's from the Sega oh. Twitter. They have I so feel like... Stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go for it. Oh, okay. I feel like Sega World Sydney had more, like, original Sonic content like, put out for it than, like, any, like, I, I feel like it's just super weird that, like, there was never any equivalent to Sega World Sydney pretty much anywhere else on the world. Like, it was just there is where they had this Sega-themed indoor amusement park. And there was, like, no other, like, 
I do feel like doing that it's Australia as well because like did they make it for me and I never yeah. went there? It was for you. Yeah. But again, you you apparently neither of you were in Sydney. That's so weird. Um that it was not for us. Yeah. But it is yeah, I mean it's definitely like an interesting little area of Sonic history. The fact that there's so much lost media that came out of this one theme park and that there are no other theme parks like it anywhere else in the world and it just existed for three years. Just yeah, this right. tiny little blip of of Sonic. It's so weird because again, I don't think I've ever been to Sydney. If I did, because uh, I went to the Gold Coast around the same time and I may have gone to Sydney blip in my memory, but I don't think I have. That's kind of interesting that I was like so close to Sega World Sydney. And yeah. I Damn, I should have went. If I ever get a time machine, I'll let you know. <laughs> well, that's it's weird for me too because Sydney is like half a day trip from Gold Coast, um, and I've been this. I I really didn't um, like my uncle used to live in Sydney, and I remember as a kid doing trips to Sydney. But it's just um, weird for me that I never came across um, Sega Sonic World. Maybe this is why they went out of business and had to like demolish it because like. If even you guys who were, like, near there yeah. were Sonic fans, if even you guys didn't know, then who really did know about this place when it was alive? I mean, to be fair, I would have been, like, six to nine years old. That's the perfect age! You should have known! If they were doing their job. I think they might have been... Yeah. If they, were, if they were marketing it good, then you definitely should have known. I don't think they were marketing anything in Perth. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Alright, so uh, as we're on Sonic Obscurity, I'd like to rattle off a couple of titles. Um, these are Sonic games, and you can just say uh, yes or no to knowing uh, what this is about. Yeah? Sure. Sure thing. Alright, so here we go. I'm what, sorry? I think you're underestimating us already. Oh, okay, let's go. Okay, here we go. You you guys are probably going to be good for these, but anyway. Um, let's right. just rattle off yes or no, I know or don't know, and then pick one that you want to talk about. So, um, here we go. How about um, Sonic's Space Tours? I don't think I've... I've I, mean, it I don't think I'm aware of that. familiar, but it's probably in like, the same boat as uh, Cosmo Fighter, right? Uh, no, it's quite different. But again, I'm just going to rattle them off, and we'll come back to them if you're interested. Um, here's another one. How about um, Sonic Sports Air Hockey? Well, that just sounds like air hockey. <laughs> but, that doesn't... Oh, it looks like I have found obscure gaming material you guys don't know about. <laughs> Next like one. Yeah, yeah, I was board, looking at or... the Space Tours article earlier, actually. Oh! Because it's, you know, down at the bottom of the same thing as Sonic AWP, the same website. <laughs> but it's not a game, so I had mentioned... It is a game! Is Air Hockey not a game? No, Space Tours. It's just a key shape. Oh! Concept. 
is it a video? I guess what depends on whether or not it's a video game is does it have a screen on it? I can't. It tell. does. I mean, it's a slot machine though. There's a picture, and I can't tell whether it's a virtual screen or if it's like a physical thing. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's like not a. It's 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 a game, but it's not. It hasn't got a screen. It's like it's mechanical, I guess, like a pinball machine. Okay. Anyway, I'm I'm gonna keep going. Sonic Dash Extreme. Isn't that a, isn't that the arcade game? Like, I think I know. I think I know what that is. Oh gosh. Yes or no? I'm just looking. Play at my game. Is that related to Sonic Blast at all, or Sonic Extreme? Uh, I think at all? Sonic Dash Extreme. Sonic like, Dash. I, think I think it's like the mobile game. Yeah. Yeah, the mobile game. Yeah. But it's for the arcade. Yeah. So it's just yeah, it's like it's arcade, just an arcade version of the mobile. Game. Yeah. Very lazy. Very lazy. Um, Sonic Ghost Shooting. I knew you were gonna say that next. <laughs> oh, there you go. Isn't so that like, isn't that a Joyopolis exclusive thing? Or am I thinking of Sonic yep. Brain yep. Ranking? Joypolis, yep. That's the one. Okay. Joypolis, I guess, would be close enough to Sega World Sydney. Uh, you could, I guess, call Sega World Sydney as a Joyopolis-like, because that's also like a Sega-themed indoor amusement park. If you go back to that AWP link, like, down the bottom, there's like a whole bunch of similar games, and Ghost Shooting is on there, Space Turns is on there, don't wreck my game. Alright, so, um, how about Sonic Brain Ranking? I literally just said Sonic Brain Ranking. Oh, no, you're wrecking my game. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sonic Athletics. It's in, yes, I've heard of that. all of the same body thing on the website. Oh, I found, like, a list elsewhere, and, um, I thought I might be able to one-up. The, the last one I had was uh, Sonic Live. Um, which is a slot machine. I see. Again, kind of hard-pressed to call those video games, but I guess if we count a popcorn machine as a video game... I'm like... not going to call them a video game. Let's just call them entertainment uh, cabinets. From the same website, how about Sonic Hopper? Sonic Hopper? A Isn't that just like a... tower in Dubai. Oh, wow. In Dubai? Wait, what? No image available. Nope. It was a theme oh. drop tower with a twist. Nine-day opening attractions in the park. Oh, wow. Oh, That's wait, no, it's like an actual, like... Ride. An amusement. Ride. It's a ride. Huh. I'm trying to lower the Sega Park archive. Where's the Defunct Land episode on that? <laughs> Oh, um, check it out. Let me share this with you guys. It does look pretty fun. We're talking about Sonic, uh, obscure Sonic games. Uh, I believe one category of Sonic games that I'm very unfamiliar with are there are a lot of Sonic games that were released on, like, Java phones. Sorry. What? No, sorry, what? <laughs> oh my god, is that the only picture of it? There, there oh are a few very obscure. It's so ominous. Would you mm. would you ride the Sonic Drop Tower that kills you? 
I, I will definitely do it. I can say I've done it. So I'll scratch it off the bucket list. Damn it. Sonic no space tours. Huh. Yeah, there's a lot of random Sonic, like, arcade amusement devices. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, like, um, I can honestly say I've only seen, like, maybe three of these. Um, but, yeah, they're pretty cool. So I'm wondering, like, oh, my God, like, if you could find some obscurity, you're definitely going to find them in the arcade, right? Um, yeah, for sure. Well, um, I think the, the, the ones that makes these... The fact that makes these particularly uh, obscure is the fact that a lot of these are very limited. Like, I don't think... Right. The attractions. They, they basically, if the long. internet didn't exist, they'd be lost the time, 100%. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, what about this? I got a good challenge for you guys. Could you find something obscure on a on a mainstream console? No. Yeah, um, they've all been discovered. They've pretty much everything. If it has been released on a mainstream game console, um, it's it's pretty. Heard it's on the radar of Sonic fans. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, you're probably right. But if it's oh, unreleased, so... then yeah, you'll probably. Well, while we're on this, I got a quick story to tell you guys. I used to work for um, EB Games, which I think did exist in America, right? But GameStop's your big one. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, GameStop basically, if I recall correctly, um, EB Games and GameStop both existed at a time, but then I think GameStop just kind of ate them and bought right. them out. Yeah. We still have EB Games. It's definitely a dying franchise. But I used to work for EB Games back in 2008. Back mm. when you were a wee little boy. And um, yes. when I was working there, um, the Xbox had the 2-in-1 combo pack, the uh, Sonic Mega Collection. And yeah. I remember... So EB Games had this policy, like, you can bring back the game and we'll give you um, an exchange or a refund, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, the... A girl uh, that was a regular shopper came back uh, with her boyfriend and said, oh, yeah, sorry, I'd like to return the Sonic Mega Collection Plus. And I looked at her with, like, that's impossible. Uh, why are you doing this? And she said, oh, it's just, I just don't like it. And I was, like, I was in absolute shock. I was, like, get out of here. Are you serious? She's, like, yeah. And I looked at the boyfriend, and he looked at me, like, I might not be with this girl for too much longer. <laughs> but I just remember the absolute shock and horror that I had knowing that someone was returning like my favorite collection of games from my childhood. Oh yeah, we, yeah. we love Mega Collection here. Just keep talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's my little story, my uh, disdain and disgust for someone returning the Sonic Mega Collection. Great, and sadly, I think we'll have to wrap it up there. Otherwise, we'll be going for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's so, true we uh, have been going for two hours yeah if you want to uh talk to us about obscure games or eb games or if you the went sega to, pico if you went to sega world sydney you can email us on superpilarpod at gmail.com or at superpilarpod on twitter or you can reach any of us on twitch or twitter uh, yeehaw yeehaw 
we just gonna cold end or are we gonna like you guys. End, on, end on something funny? Um I mean look we have two jokes. <laughs> Hello there <laughs> I need to have an equivalent to hello there, but for goodbye instead Bye -bye of hello. Oh true But then at the same time with hello there, you could just be like, oh yeah, he's doing an Obi-Wan impression. Whereas if you didn't watch the previous episode when we were talking about Taj, you might not think, know that we're doing a Taj impression and just be like, gee, that's hello my Obi-Wan. <laughs>I wish I could have played Sonic Brain Ranking. I would be good at that. Alright, so, guys, thanks for tuning in. You guys definitely need some kind of outro setup for this. Look, I just paid in the outro song, and that's Alright, well, I'll say... Honestly, you should, like, fade in the outro song right as I'm just saying. I would be good at Sonic Brain... Like, just cut me off. I'm I'm gonna... Okay, I got. Well, this is my new catchphrase. Yum yum yum! Another podcast in my tum. I've been <laughs> on Twitch. Normal's just, just injected like a ridiculous amount of chaos into the podcast. You just randomly say some stupid rock. Hey, I'm trying to keep it on rails, okay? We have so, no rails. There's no such thing so, as rails. He has no style. Like, he has no grace. <laughs> um, so there you go. This is my new catchphrase. Yum, yum, yum. Another podcast in my tum. I'm Normus on Twitch. Why are you eating podcasts? I don't even know what this is going to be in it, so... Are you even still recording right now? I, mean, I am, but I they don't think it's gonna be. Just turn it off. Just turn it off already. <laughs>